Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lifted up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. And if you wouldn't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter number 26. The book of 2 Chronicles and chapter number 26. As we're continuing to go through the life of Jesus Christ, going through this lineage, all 64 people that are go from Adam to Jesus Christ and each of these family tree that he has going through the kingly line, we've been spending lots of time with the Judean kings, one after another, doing a character study, examining who they are and something about their life. And we now come to a man by the name of Uzziah. A man by the name of Uzziah. Now, as we've been going through the book of 2 Chronicles quite a bit, using this as one of our basis, we also understand some of the context of 2 Chronicles. We know that the books of 1 and 2 Samuel and the book of 1 and 2 Kings are written in a time that is chronologizing the history of Israel and both Judah and Israel, the northern and southern kingdoms. That... That was written all before or during the time of the destruction of, of um, Jerusalem in 586 BC near the Babylonian Empire. The book of 2 Chronicles, on the other hand, was written after the Babylon, Babylonian Empire had fallen and the Persian Empire had taken over. Remember that during the Persian Empire under Cyrus the Great, there was a decree to go back into the land and rebuild the temple. And the temple was rebuilt. Underneath Nehemiah, the walls were rebuilt. And under Ezra, Ezra was there to try to encourage the people to keep looking at God. And as Ezra was the human penman to write the book of 1st and 2nd Chronicles, he ignores a lot of the history of Israel because they're not part of what he's trying to put it uh, across under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. As he's writing to some people who are now being brought back into the land that are trying to rebuild and reestablish principles from the Word of God, one of the things that he brings up over and over and over in the book of 2 Chronicles is the principle of seeking after God. As you read the book of 1 and 2 Chronicles in your own reading, take special attention to find how many times the Bible mentions that they sought after God or they didn't seek after God. The promises of seeking after God and He will be found all throughout the book of 1 in 2 Chronicles, you see this great emphasis. We saw uh, just the other day in one of the sermons, how many times it talked about he sought the Lord, he sought the Lord, he sought the Lord, he sought the Lord. Once again, this phrase is going to dominate the idea of this passage, speaking about Uzziah, Uzziah, <coughs> And that he sought after the Lord. With that, if you don't mind, take your copy of the Word of God and look with me in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 26. The book of 2 Chronicles chapter 26. And notice with me, if you don't mind, in verse number 1. 
the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 26 and verse number 1. The Bible says this, Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room of his father Amaziah. And he built Elroth and restored it to Judah. After that, the king slept with his fathers. Sixteen years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned fifty and two years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was also Jechaliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding in the visions of God as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. And he went forth and warred against the, against the Philistines and break down the walls of Gath and the wall of Jebna and the walls of Ashdod and built cities about Ashdod and among the Philistines. And God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians that dwelt in Guberal and Manuamans. And the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah, and his name was spread abroad even into the entering in of Egypt, for he strengthened himself exceedingly. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and at the valley gate and at the turning of the wall and fortified them. And he built towers in the desert and digged many wells for he had much cattle, both in the low country and the plains and husbandmen also and vine dressers in the mountains and Carmel for he loved husbandry. Moreover, Uzziah had a host of fighting men that went out to war by bands according to the number of their account by the hand of Jelilah, the scribe, and Messiah, the ruler, under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. And the whole number of the chief of the fathers of the mighty men of valor were two thousand and six hundred. And under their hand was an army, three hundred thousand and seven thousand and five hundred, that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. And Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the host shields and spears and helmets and hamburgers and bows and slings to cast stones. And he made in Jerusalem engines inverted by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name was spread abroad for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And Azariah the priest went in after him and with fourscore priests of the Lord that were valiant men. And they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, It appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priest, the sons of Aaron that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed. Neither shall it be for thine honor from the Lord. Then Uzziah was wroth, and had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priest, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord from beside the incense altar. And Azariah the chief priest and all the priests looked upon him, and behold, he was leprous in his forehead. And they thrust 
thrust him out from thence. Yea, he himself hastened out to go out because the Lord had smitten him. And Uzziah the king was a leper unto the day of his death and dwelt in a several house being a leper. For he was cut off from the house of the Lord and Jotham his son was over the king's house judging the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Uzziah first and last did Isaiah the prophet the son of Amos write. So Uzziah slept with his fathers and they buried him with his fathers in the field of the burial which belongeth to the kings. For they said he is a leper and Jotham his son reigned in his stead. And if you're in the habit of marking things in your Bible, as we do a character study on Uzziah, notice a phrase that is mentioned in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 26. 2 Chronicles chapter 26, and notice with me at the end of verse 5, where it speaks about Uzziah, as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. And with the Lord's help, we want to put this emphasis here as we do the character study on Uzziah that as long as he sought after the Lord, he made him to prosper. God made him to prosper. Let's go to the Lord together. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for you being a wonderful God. And as we come up to you, we're just asking that you would give us grace and that you would give us mercy, that you would please just help us now to give an understanding of this text, to undo a character study on Uzziah, that we can apply it to our own self, that we can be helped by you, that you can help us to prosper as we learn how to seek after you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, as we had hit this morning, we saw that God had sent a prophet to talk to King Amaziah with this message, that the Lord is able to give thee much more than this. And we took time to look this morning to see that God indeed wants to bless his people. And the only thing that keeps that blessing from God, or from us having it from God, is pride. When we don't seek after God, when we don't put Him first, when we are not willing to die to self, but in fact, we want to do things our way, the way that we think things need to go. Well, his son, Isaiah, learned the lesson that his father should have learned and understood the principle that as long as he sought after God, that he, God made him to prosper. And the first thing I'd like to show you as we study Uzziah is this idea that God made him to prosper with the idea that he's seeking after God. I want you to see all the areas that God made him to prosper. Now, when we talk about this, God made him to prosper, let's define our terms. We're not talking about something intangible. It's not just a universal blessing. What does it mean that God made him to prosper? Well, notice that there is a phrase that is used several times in this passage. Let me highlight two of these here to let you see and understand what does it mean that God made him to prosper. Notice with me in verse number 7. And God helped him. You know, it's wonderful to have the help of God. When God supernaturally steps in and helps you with a work. Helps you with understanding. Helps you with discernment. Helps you with a decision. Helps you in a situation. That's what is being referred to. That as long as Uzziah, he sought after the Lord... 
God made him to prosper. What does that mean? That God helped him. Notice again in verse number 15 at the very end of it. His name was spread afar for he, Uzziah, was marvelously helped. We're going to talk about that phrase a little bit more in detail in just a bit. But notice this. Once again we see this phrase, he was helped. He was helped. Have you ever needed help? Maybe you needed help with a decision. Maybe you needed help with strength. Maybe you needed help in a situation. Maybe you needed help with this or that or the other. When God makes you to prosper, part of that entails that He helps you. He helps you. He can help you to have strength. When you have no strength. He can help you to have control. When you have no self-control. He can help you deal with a situation. That you have no power to deal with. He can help you. With a decision that you have no clue. What to make. Now remember. It all stems from seeking after God. As long as he sought after God. God made him to prosper. What does this prospering mean? That God helped him. If you don't mind, as we examine this, that God made him to prosper, I want you to see all the areas where God helped King Uzziah. As we talk about God made him to prosper, notice this. He was helped with a long reign. He was helped With a long reign. Notice if you don't mind how long he reigned. Verse number 3. 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign. And he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. Now this is a long reign. This is the longest reign of any king in Israel or Judah up to this time. And during this time of his reign, there was peace, there was security, there was an expansion of influence, and an expansion of control for the nation of Judah. He helped him to have a reign, and not just a long reign, but a prosperous reign. That was something King Uzziah could not do himself, but God supernaturally helped him to have the great reign that he had, Because he sought after God. Now we understand that God can help us in our life. In what you have to do. You know to me. To be able to have health and life and strength. For a long period of time is a wonderful thing. We all know people who live a long time. But don't have health and strength. They're miserable. But God is able to make it. So he can help us not just have a long life, but the life that we have is prosperous. He can help us with that to be able to explain. You know, we know lots of people who lived a long life, but are miserable because everything falling apart on them. God can protect and God can work and make it. He's not where the absence of adversaries, and we're going to see that in King Uzziah's life, but he can help during that time to have the life and strength that we, that we should have and make it prosper. We're thankful that God helped him. He was helped with a long reign. Something else that we see here, he was helped 
with expanding the kingdom. He was helped with expanding the kingdom. As we're going to see here, there was lots of building projects. Notice with me in verse number two. He built Elroth and restored it to Judah after the king slept with his fathers. So King Uzziah went and retook uh, uh, one of the cities that was captured by someone else captured it back and rebuilt it. Notice with me verse 6. And he went forth and warred against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jebna and the wall of Ashdod and built cities around Ashdod and among the Philistines. Notice this. And God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians that dwelt in Gubaril and the Manuams. Now this is wonderful. That God had extended, expanded Uzziah and that he even established control in what we call the Gulf of Aquaba and built different fort, port facilities. He was able to defeat the Philistines, the long reigning arch nemesis of Israel. And he was able to defeat the Arabians and develop this. Notice this <laughs> as we go on. We can see uh, in verse number 11 through 14, he's talking more. He's preparing his, his soldiers. And not only did he have soldiers, but he was able to equip the soldiers with the things that they needed. And there was a lot of soldiers there. What else did God help him prosper or help him with? He was helped with influence over other nations. Notice with me verse 8. And the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah. And his name was spread abroad even into the entering in of Egypt, for he strengthened himself exceedingly. You know, the wonderful thing is that God is able to help with influence. The Bible records how even the Ammonites, they freely gave gifts to, to Uzziah, showing how the Ammonites recognized that Judah was stronger than them. Now, after the death of Jeroboam II of Israel, Uzziah became the most important king of the region. After Jeroboam II, Israel was plagued with a, just a rapid succession of kings. Now, as the Assyrians began to consolidate power, Uzziah was given the role of leading a coalition of nations against Tiglath-Pileser III of Assyria, even indicating that this coalition was led by Uzziah in Tiglath-Pileser's own writings. Now, remember, the Assyrians are now going to become, from this point on, a dark shadow overcasting the entire land. The, um, <coughs> the Historians describe the Assyrians as the Nazis of the ancient world. So if you can imagine the Nazis are getting ready to mobilize. They're getting their army set together. And here Uzziah started to get a coalition of nations to join together to be able to stand against the evil empire that was to come. And Tiglath-Pileser, as he is making his writings and talking about his reign, he mentions Uzziah. And it mentions that he, Uzziah, was the leader of this coalition of the people who would dare stand against him, Tiglath-Pileser III. Now that's pretty amazing that even other historical documents are now talking about Uzziah. Again, what we're seeing is the influence that God had given Uzziah to other nations. What is influence? Influence is something that God allows us to have to be able to allow people to even listen to us. 
Remember, we can't make people believe any direction. We can't twist their arm. We can't force them to believe. The only tool that we have of ourselves is influence. Why should someone believe my message? Influence. How does someone encourage someone to do what's right? Influence. This idea of influence. And because Uzziah had sought after God, God had helped Uzziah to have influence. Can you imagine? Think about this. How amazing this little thing of influence truly is. Why should someone listen to me? Why should your co-workers listen to you? Let's imagine that your co-workers banded together and they wanted to steal something from the store. Would they have enough gall to look at you and say, Hey, you want in? Would they be able to look at you and you say, No, what? This is not right. You guys shouldn't do this. And without threatening to tell or whatever else, they go, you know what? You're right. Maybe we shouldn't do this. That's influence. And you know who's the great giver of influence? God is. We should be praying that God would give us influence with people around us. Give them a reason why they should listen to us. Give us a reason that when we say, you know what? That is not right. They would listen and say, you know what? I didn't think about that today. Thank you for pointing that out. That's influence. And that influence came as Uzziah sought after the Lord. God gave him influence. Imagine what a big deal that would be for Uzziah to go into other kingdoms and say, Listen, there's an evil empire gathering out there. I need you to join up with me so we could stand up against him. Think about the different responses. You have the people that say, you know what? If I stand up against them, they're going to kill me. No way, I'm not joining. You have others that say, what makes you think that you could take them on? But because God gave Uzziah influence, these other nations said, you know what? Because you're leading this, we'll stand behind you. Imagine, this is a big deal in world politics to be able to have a leader of a nation that has built the confidence and influence that other nations would follow him to do what is right. And that came because Uzziah sought after the Lord. God helped him to have influence other, over other nations. We notice this, a second thing. He was helped by God in building up Jerusalem. He was Helped in building up Jerusalem. Notice in verse number 9. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and at the valley gate and at the turning of the wall and fortified them. Now what is he talking about? These are actually going to be defensive towers that are built in the city of Jerusalem to help stand against any enemies that come. This is a way to protect against foreign sieges. To be able to uh, take care of the city. Notice if you don't mind in verse number 10. And also he built towers in the desert. And built many wells for he had much cattle. Both in the low country and the plains. Husbandmen also and vine dressers in the mountains. And Carmel for he loved husbandry. Now the towers that he built in the desert. Were actually discovered through archaeology. That we could go back and look. Here was one of the towers that he built. He built different fortifications to protect these water sources. To protect the people who are out in the wilderness. Just 
there was a semblance of strength that the nation had and was able to portray. Notice if you don't mind as we go to more. Verse 15. And he made in Jerusalem engines. This is interesting. Engines and invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bullocks to shoot arrows and great stones wherewith. Here is great King Uzziah who was able to get people, who smart people, inventors, uh, uh, tinkerers to put together some contraptions to shoot arrows, to toss rocks. Now this is before the catapult, before the trebuchet. And here Uzziah, because God had blessed him and allowed people to be in his path, had built these engines and built these shields to allow archers to fire from and be safe. Some people have even said this is talking about catapults, which would have put this technology 200 years before everyone else had it. That's pretty amazing. Now, all this gave him fame throughout all the nations. Now, notice here this phrase here. This is important. It says that he was marvelously helped. He was marvelously helped. What is this marvelously helped? Well, I want to cover this now. That he was helped by the Lord because he sought the Lord. He was helped by the Lord because he sought the Lord. This phrase marvelously helped carries the idea of supernaturally helped. He was supernaturally helped. People were recognizing this wasn't King Uzziah. This was God working through Uzziah. That others recognized there was something behind this. This is not King Uzziah's doing. Remember the Lord is able to give thee much more than this. God is able to do so many things that the only explanation of how these came about was because God did it. God did it. God put it together. God marvelously helped. He supernaturally helped. Why? Because he sought after the Lord. Notice with me verse 5. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Notice with me verse 7. And God helped him. Notice with me in verse number um, uh, 13 at the end. To help the king Against the enemy. Verse number 15. For he was marvelously helped. Again we explain this idea of help. This word help is a unique word found in the book of Chronicles. It carries the same idea of the New Testament teaching. Of the enabling work of the Holy Spirit. Now what does the Holy Spirit do? He helps us. That's what he's doing. This idea help here is used in the book of Chronicles to try to emphasize the Holy Spirit's supernatural help upon King Uzziah. Now that's pretty amazing. The reason why God helped him by the Holy Spirit was because Uzziah learned to seek after God. As long as he, he, he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding and visions of God, and as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Now, this is a twofold seeking. He sought God through his word as the preacher gave it, and he sought God by listening to the preacher. How did he seek after God? Now, this is going to be helpful. We got to find this out two ways. First of all, he sought God through the word. So as God gave the word through the preacher, Uzziah sought the word. And he looked at God's. How do we seek after God? You know God by his word. 
You cannot be a spiritual person without first being a scriptural person. Now God is able to give his supernatural help. He's able to give us his help through his precious spirit to help us in times of need. To help us to have strength. To help us to have decisions. To help us to have influence. To help us to have a prosperous life. To help us in so many ways. But he had to seek God. How do we seek God? First of all, through his word. You have to seek God in His Word. What does that mean? You're looking for God. As you're reading the pages of Scripture, you understand this is not a book about Uzziah. It's not a book about Abraham. It's not a book about Noah. It's not a book about Paul. It is a book about God. And we're looking for God in the pages. God, I want to see you. If you need wisdom for decisions, go to the book. You said, so the book's going to tell me what I'm supposed to do? No, The book is going to tell you about God. And God will supernaturally help you with your decisions. Does that make sense? God is not telling you, you need to move to uh, 321 Thunderbird Lane. But he is going to say, I'm seeking after God. And God will bring me, supernaturally help me, to the decision I need to make. Be in the book. What's the second way that he was seeking God? He sought God by listening to the preacher. By listening to the preacher. That as the preacher gave understanding, he explained the text. He explained the prophecies of God, the visions of God. That Uzziah would listen to the preacher. Now again, how do we listen to preaching? You should be looking for God. That as the preacher is preaching, he should be lifting up God. And as long as the Bible is open, no matter who the preacher is, that we should expect God to speak to us. Some people say, well, why isn't God speaking to me? Well, are you expecting him to speak to you? Are you looking for him? Are you expecting God to speak to you? Are you expecting God to guide you? Are you expecting God to give you something? There is a seeking thing for God. Someone said, this is one of those things that you get out of it what you put into it. Amen. If you say, well, I'm just here. Well, you're probably not going to get a lot out of it. But if you come say, God, I'm hungry. I need your wisdom. I need you to give me something. I need you to show me. He will. He will. This is this idea that you're seeking in his word and you're seeking him in his word. And then when God gives the man of God, you're expecting God to use him to help direct you, to guide you, to show you, to point something out, to give you something. Sometimes it's just a little nugget that he says off the cup and the Holy Spirit says, that's it. That's it. That's it. There should be a seeking. As long as he sought the Lord, he was prospered. How did he seek God? He sought God through his word by reading it. And he sought God through his word by listening to it. Are you seeking God? Remember, God is able to supernaturally help you. He's able to help you by his spirit. Help you to have decisions. Help you to have strength. Help you to have influence. Help you to prosper as long as you are seeking after him. But then we come to the under end of the story. That we saw that as long as he sought after God, he was helped. God helped him. But then we see this. His heart was lifted up to his destruction. His heart was lifted up to his destruction. Notice with me in verse 16. 
But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. Notice that phrase. That word lifted up is equivalent to the word pride. I don't need God. You know, one of the things that as a side effect, unfortunately, when God helps us, when God prospers us, is that we get to the idea that we did this. Look at how smart I am. Look at how great I am. Look at the influence. Look at everybody telling me how great I am. By the way, if you start believing whatever people say about you, you're ruined. If you start believing that you're as great as everyone thinks you are, you're ruined. When he was strong, his heart was lifted up. Notice the phrase, to his destruction. This is what killed him. This is what destroyed him when he got to the place where he was looking at himself and not after God. I'm strong enough to handle this. I'm smart enough to handle this. I'm, I have enough influence to take care of this. He was dependent upon himself. We're not going to turn there, but the Bible says in Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse number 4, he said, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. What we learn there is that the opposite of faith is not unbelief. The opposite of faith is pride. Because you're either trusting in God or you're trusting in something else. You're either looking unto Jesus or you're looking at yourself. Those are the two options. And so as long as you're looking up to God, God can help you. As you're seeking after Him, He can prosper you. But when you look to yourself, you look to yourself, to your own destruction. Because you are not wise enough. You are not great enough. You are not strong enough. You are not healthy enough. You are not able enough. Now Uzziah... He was already a king. But he got to the place where he said, you know what, I want the office of a priest as well. And so he walks into the temple with every intention of going to the altar of incense. Now remember, inside of the temple, there is the first room called the holies. And in that, you have the table of showbread, you have the golden candlestick, and at the very back, you have the altar of incense. The altar of incense represents the prayers going up to God. And Uzziah said, you know what? I'm king. I'm great. Look at everyone telling me how great I am. I'm going to go in the temple and I'm going to offer God prayers through incense. I'm going to go ahead and offer this princess. The problem was is that it was not his job. He was not a Levite. He was not a priest. He was a king. He wasn't even of the right tribe. But out of his pride, he thought he could get this done. I can serve God my own way. Notice his pride was dealing in his relationship with God. It wasn't dealing with Nebuchadnezzar, or Tiglath-Pileser III. It wasn't dealing with the coalition. It wasn't dealing with his army. It was dealing with God. Because you're either seeking after God or you're looking at yourself. Well, he came to the place and says, I know that God says the priest could do it, but doesn't he know how great I am? Because I'm so great, I'm going to serve God the way that I want to. And his heart was lifted up to his own destruction. Let's read the account. Verse number 17. 
Verse 16. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God, and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him fourscore priests of the Lord. Now notice this. Remember, a score is twenty, four times twenty is eighty. So you had the high priest in eighty priest following after the king trying to get in front of them. Now if you have 80 people chasing after you telling you you probably shouldn't do this probably shouldn't do this. But notice what else? He says they were valiant men. The word valiant in here carries the idea that they were experienced. They were veterans. They had withstood before. And so he, these were not the wimpiest people here. These were people who were used to standing for God. And let me tell you, it took a lot of courage to stand before a king. Much less the king as powerful and with as much influence as King Uzziah. You could already hear the detractor saying, Oh, come on. Don't you know how great he is? Why don't you just let him? What is it going to hurt? Because God said not to. Oh, that's not a good enough reason. It's not going to bother anybody. It's going to bother God. And so these are 80 priests who were valiant, who were experienced in standing up. And it took a lot of courage to stand before someone with as much influence, power, likability, favor as King Uzziah did. Verse number 18. And they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, It appertaineth not unto the Uzziah to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed. By the way, we learn this word trespass. It is a word used in the Bible for sin quite a bit. The word trespass means to cross the border. He crossed the border. He crossed the line. God drew a line And he crossed it. By the way, when you see a no trespassing sign, usually they're well marked. You have to go see the marker and ignore the marker to go past it. Here, King Uzziah, it wasn't out of ignorance. There were signs and there were 80 men standing there. And he walked past it anyways. That's what the idea of trespass is. That you knew what the borders were. And knowing the borders, you crossed it anyways. You trespassed. Notice again in verse 19. Then Uzziah was wroth. And he had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priest. Let's pause here. If Uzziah just backed down here. And said, you know what? I don't know what I was thinking. Thank you for telling me. And walked away. This would have ended differently. God would have forgave him. But what happened is he got mad. Why did he get mad? Pride. Why do you get mad during pride? Because everyone should recognize how right I am. Whenever you get to the place where someone stands up against you. And you start getting hot and mad. There is pride involved. Very much so. Even if you're in the right. You could be prideful over right things. And so he's mad because they dared tell him he was not able to do something. They dared to tell him no. 
How dare they tell me no? Don't they recognize who I am? It was because he got mad. God now put him with leprosy. Now this is a big deal. Leprosy in the ancient world was a dreaded disease that made it so he could not be around anybody anymore. He had been lifted up and everyone told him how great he was. He was ruined when he started to believe what others said about him. Now his punishment was as he couldn't be around anyone anymore. Because of it, he had to be set aside and away from everyone. No one could now tell him how great he was. All that would happen now is that people would whisper about him. And he would carry his, pup, his failure publicly and alone. Because he now has leprosy. He's now set aside. He couldn't even rule his own kingdom. He now had to have his son rule in his stead. Because he could not be the public face with this dreaded disease. God fixed his pride. But ruined him. Because he did not look to God. What we learn from here is that. As long as you're looking at God. And seeking after him. He will prosper you. He will supernaturally help you. By his spirit he will enable you. To do the things that you cannot do yourself. The danger is. Is that when you think that you don't need God. I could do it myself. I'm strong enough. I'm brave enough. I'm intelligent enough. I could do this myself. You're in dangerous ground. Very dangerous ground. And the Bible says that he lifted. He was lifted up. To his own destruction. That is a dangerous phrase to be in. You see you're either going to live your life by faith. Or you're going to live your life by force. You're going to live your life looking unto Jesus and trusting after him, seeking after him. Or you're going to live your life trying to force your way, manipulate your way, make things happen. And when you get to the place where you think that you can force your way, manipulate your way, you often will. We need to stay dependent on God, recognizing it is not me. It is him. It's not my intellect. It's not my influence. It's not my strength. It's not my power. I Need Jesus. So what is it that you need God's supernatural help on? Is it a decision? Is it strength? Is it a situation? Is it something that you need? Let me tell you, God is able to help you. What is your part? To seek after Him. Remember, you're not seeking after answers. You're seeking after Him. He is the answer. And as you seek after Him... He will supernaturally enable and help you by His precious Spirit. As long as he sought after God, the Lord, God made him to prosper. Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness 
of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920 920- Five three zero six three zero eight. Once again, that number is nine two zero five three zero six three zero eight. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.